0: welcome back to another episode of Find Your Fizz. I'm Fizz Yassin, specialist yoga and meditation teacher, registered associate nutritionist, heart warrior, mental health advocate, and an all-round happiness viber. If you are new around here, then welcome. I'm so pleased to have you join the Find Your Fizz community simply by listening in. This podcast is on a mission to help you realize that happiness is all around us if we just took the moment to tune into our own vibe. In each episode, I'll have a lovely guest on who has found their fizz, or maybe you'd like to think of it as their life's calling, with the aim to empower you to go and find your fizz in love. Let me tell you this, there is something right now in your life that is making you happy. It really is. But you haven't given yourself an opportunity to really think into that. And I want you to take an opportunity today, whilst you're walking around listening to this, what one thing has made you happy today? I'll leave you with that thought. So stay tuned until the end to listen to our weekly happiness challenge for you to try. And baby, can I say, it will bring you fireworks. Now let's head into this week's show where we will have the talented Vincent Maruse who will tell you how to never forget that vibe. So let's vibe with Vincent. When I think of my next guest, I think of Louis Spence, but even greater. The amazing and talented Vincent Marouz carries all that loving sass and energy. French-born, internationally raised, dancer, performer and fitness guru. In my eyes, he is one of the biggest talents in London for all the good vibes and fun and his smile. Wow, it's just so infectious. So brace yourselves for the wonder that is Vincent. Hello, mate.
1: Hi, that was such a lovely intro. Oh,
0: well, you deserve (laughs) it. How are you doing?
1: I'm doing well. How are you?
0: I'm okay. You know, it's just been one of those funny old first couple weeks of January, hasn't it? Where we're just bracing ourselves for the next thing.
1: (laughs) Of course. And it's also a drizzly London day. It's all right.
0: So how are you feeling right now? Like in terms of everything that's happening?
1: I'm feeling all right. Overwhelmed is definitely something in the vocabulary right now. Uh, But there's still so much positivity and promise for this Mm -hmm. year I feel like that's something that we can look forward to it might take the whole year for us to get there um and I think I'm preparing for that but there's hope Mm -hmm. uh there is I think those are the two very concrete words that we can hold in our brain is that it it is still overwhelming but there's still hope Mm -hmm. Uh, and that's super important to keep um reminder of yeah
0: absolutely and just going back on how we first met do you remember when we first met
1: okay so I'm pretty sure we met in a class
0: probably no
1: oh, in filming were we filming something for frame? Yes.
0: oh my gosh yes I think we were we were, were we doing yoga yes I don't
1: know if we met maybe once before like oh like a super nice chat yeah but very brief And then we're like, oh yes, I know you at the filming.
0: I think that's always the case with us instructors, isn't it? Because we're like kind of coming in and dashing out of like the buildings.
1: Oh my God, you're great. I love you. Great. Have a nice day. Awesome. See you when I see you. Yeah. Uh, And then you get to to cross paths with them in the most randomest ways. Yeah, Uh, I love it. I'm so
0: grateful that I met you and you're in my life because I honestly think when we first like sort of saw each other met each other there were like some sparks who were like oh my gosh I love their vibe <laughs> and yeah. you know that's that's what I really really love about you is the fact that I was saying recently like you do vibe with people that you want to get to know and you mm-hmm. vibe with people that are similar to you and I think that's the positivity and the light that I see from you and I see a lot of like what I go through within you as well in terms of our feelings with you know instructing and things like that which we'll dive into in a little moment.
1: Yeah, that, that's the thing. It's more, you get to feel the genuine energy of someone. Mm. And the beauty of instructors in general is that we emote really well or we're, we're very in tune with our kind of presence. And so it doesn't take long for someone to really get a grasp of, oh my gosh, I'm really feeling this connection. Awesome. It doesn't matter if we're not gonna hang out so many times or mm. see each other so many times. But I know that when I see this person, it's going to be a great, genuine connection. Yeah. And that's, that's what I look for in friendships as well as con- like just networking to mm. um, just colleagues as well. And like the respect that I have for a person that is genuine is paramount.
0: Yeah. And I think that that is it because we are technically colleagues in some way we keep saying this don't we as as instructors we are on our own a lot of the time so to be able to just have that genuine loving smile that someone where we're like oh my gosh yes I bumped into Vincent it was so great we had like a five minute chat but that could do a world of wonders like it's like thinking about you know maybe if we were ever in an office not me but (laughs) you know if we ever were like just having that five minutes with someone where it's just made your day. And I think that is the positive energy. That's the fizz that I love to spread. And I know you've got in you as well.
1: Yeah, a hundred percent. And it's funny when you say office, because I, the office life I did attempt and I I talked too much that I'm just like, this doesn't make sense. Cause I have to be me a hundred percent. And you're right. It's we, we, I think as an instructor is quite lonely. It's amazing to be guiding and taking on classes for, Uh, individuals to partake in and for Mm. them to unload and just you know take away from their day and just make it brighter. But for us, we also need to regenerate and reboost our energy. And so when you have someone or and multiple like colleagues and friends that you can really level with Mm. and be like, oh my gosh, today I'm so drained to I'm feeling really great or oh like do this. I've done this before and it's really, really great for this kind of class. Or like oh 100 percent i've been there i've done that like there's so much camaraderie and support um in that kind of world of instructing that is beautiful and it's like i like i think we're circling around is that it doesn't take long to understand that with one another even across disciplines that's the most important is that Mm -hmm. no matter what discipline you're teaching or instructing there are so many um similar similarities in terms of what you're going through as a teacher so yoga to fitness to hit or whatever mm. it is
0: yeah definitely and obviously we can tell from your accent you're not british born so can you just share a little bit about your journey your background and how you've got to doing what you're doing right now
1: Of course, I hope I won't take the whole podcast. (laughs) You know what? It's it's
0: totally okay if you do because I would love to hear everything about you.
1: (laughs) I love that. Uh, Well, um, I so I was raised in international schools, so I'm actually not American nor am I Canadian, uh, but the trans American accent that you're taught or kind of influenced by your peers in school is what you come out of. So regardless of where you're from, origin, anything, um, most people come out with this type of accent. Uh, But yeah, so I'm originally French and I was raised, so I was born in France, but soon after 18 months old, uh, youngest out of four in a huge family. uh, My dad was then moved over to China Beijing in 1994. And so those were like expat contracts. I say that with air quotes visually in the sense that obviously expat is a, it's like an immigrant term, but in those days, which was very, very privileged was that if you were a family man, um, they would move your whole family and help with education and housing and so forth. So it was this complete package of not just a job, but a life opportunity for your family. And so I obviously benefited from that. I was 18 months old. I didn't have to decide, right? Uh, But I was kind of put into this world from the get-go without having a conscience yet. And within my parents decided early on since my siblings transitioned from a French school into an international school and saw the benefit of how international schools really approached by saying, oh, you might be not so great at maths, but you love art. How can we combine your knack for artistic thought into math? So it was very, it's a very like nurturing environment. And so there was no, like, there was no question about if, this world would would to continue in terms of traveling, it's easier if our youngest child, me, starts directly in an English speaking school because it, the transition of moving around is a lot easier to find rather than being like, let's try to find French school somewhere. Um, So that started this whole uh, journey of being raised in an international school system from very, very young. I did do Chinese day school before then, uh, like a local Chinese day school, which was hilarious. Um, But it was so good. I still have like snap like memories of that. And then, so I was raised in Beijing for six years. I went to the Western Academy of Beijing, the first ever campus, they moved after that um, in like around 2000s, which is like a brand new campus and we didn't get to be a part of that, but that, that's fine. Anyway, so <laughs> shout out to any, any WAB people out there if you know what I'm saying. Uh, we love our acronyms. Um, and then I moved to Australia, Brisbane, Queensland, Sunshine state, what up? And I feel like I'm an honorary Australian because of that. And then I, so that was from seven to 10. After that, we moved to South Korea. South Korea, Seoul, the capital. Uh, And we lived there for four and a half years and I went to international school there. And so I did, in an American system, you have elementary school, that's one, grade one to grade five. And then middle school, which is grade six to grade eight, which is year seven to year Um, year nine. So I did grade five, six, seven, eight, and half of ninth grade, which was the beginning of the last block of school, so like high school um, Mm -hmm. in that school. And then I moved to Shanghai, back to China, seven years later, completely different uh, city. And also seven years in China is a completely different look as well. Construction is crazy over there. So it's like Mm -hmm. a new world entirely. And I will finish my high school experience there. Um, Did the IB, International Baccalaureate, as well as a high school diploma. So I did like two things, like the AP and advanced placement for universities. That's what mm-hmm. I did. Um, so throughout this whole schooling system, very, very lucky, because a lot of these schools have a lot of funding and all of these schools have an insane artistic drama department. And being raised in that school system and obviously, uh, I mean, you probably can hear it. Um, I'm quite sassy, so <laughs> sassy kind of turned into, yes, I am a homosexual man. It's fine, it's all good. But through that growth, what I found early on is I knew that I loved the stage and mm-hmm. theater was my safe haven. So I did theater and choir and art and like anything creative from the get-go and I was always allowed to pursue it and had the avenue to pursue it and the tools to pursue it because of these schools that were so amazingly funded. So I'm very, very thankful of my education and the chance that I had because that really formed my identity and my self-worth. And that's where my happy place and my safe place came from as a teenager through puberty and you know the questioning and finding out coming out and all that stuff that source of theater and performance was always always this positive force Mm -hmm. in my life it really really formed me like without it I don't know who or what I would have done
0: I definitely do feel like performing is the way you come out of your shell when you're going through so many different changes in your life and in your own personal personal development like having that performing aspect I've always felt getting into someone else's character just brings you out into a different light and gives you a different perspective of the excitement for life
1: yeah and it's also it's a safe place to make mistakes Mm. uh, think outside the box and also be valued for you because creativity is so personal it's so subjective Mm. yet there's there's this source of validation and power to being acknowledged by your peers for something that came out entirely of you so like your drawings or your sketch or your vision to so anything artistic like it's it always breaks my heart to know that like the arts are underfunded because mm-hmm. that is where personality is so I mean I have a lot of thoughts about the educational system but um, <laughs> <laughs> I have a lot of thoughts about a lot of things and I will talk this is what I mean I will be talking your ear off is I'm so sorry
0: but, no I love it I love it
1: but so like for me like like and also like especially with the past year I've, I've been even more thankful of how it was raised because I've been able to be creative and have an outlet since day one, basically. Mm. And you need to be creative and have find multiple outlets when you are stuck at home. Uh, so it kind of like, it's really a transferable skill that is never something that has an expiry date on. No,
0: uh, never.
1: And and so with that in mind, when I graduated high school, I wanted to go to New York. I wanted to do like Juilliard or whatever. <laughs> and my parents were like, no. Um, they were very, they were very like, Uh, protective but um, in that sense since I'm the youngest out of four all my siblings went to university in Australia Mm. and in Brisbane so they felt safer with me going there which actually turned out for the better because being an 18 year old living by yourself going to university in a smaller city than New York for sure Mm. was a perfect environment to nurture confidence and building independence without being Like like crushed too soon, so it was a in in hindsight and also like Australia Brisbane is gorgeous like the weather like I'm not kidding when I say Sunshine State like you count it is a
0: Sunshine State.
1: (laughs) It's beautiful. Uh, It's great. So and so through that I actually realized that I went so my dad was like please do. Um, something like businessy to study. So I actually do have a business degree in marketing. And I was like, no, but I want to be creative as well. So I'm going to do a double degree in drama. Um, I couldn't do acting because acting was a single degree, which was frustrating, but that's fine. And what I realized was that, funnily enough, my drama was a lot of theory and I had done so much theory throughout my whole schooling that I didn't want to do it anymore. Mm -hmm. I love the aspect of marketing in terms of getting through the psychology of how someone ticks in terms of how they navigate or gravitate towards uh, subconscious likes of how they were raised, like buying the same pasta sauce that their their mom has bought because it just brings back childhood memories, Mm -hmm. even though it's more expensive. They will, you know, like- nest over milo sit like debate you know like it's it's like this inherent nurture that then dictates how you buy and how you carry yourself through life because um, it does
0: influence you doesn't it like it's uh, a but,
1: yeah so like consumer behavior was yeah. like my favorite topic ever and so i was like so wow, it's a lot of like psychology and i loved really trying to like get behind that and trying to understand how someone will think yeah other than myself but I still so I was like you know what I'm not gonna do my double degree I'm just gonna do business it's fine during that time my parents were like you know they want you to have your own job and pay for your own groceries and whatnot like I was so thankful to be living in a, a, at home but by myself like house sitting so very very privileged again uh, but like anything else like in terms of clothes or food get a job buy it, buy it which is like mm-hmm. you know like a lot less than worrying for rent. So I was like, fine. And so I actually found a job at a dance studio and I was a receptionist for like three and a half years. And I got to dance for free, take classes for free. And that opened up. So I was a theater kid first and foremost until I was 18. And then I started dancing from 18 onwards. Mm. And that opened up a a whole new life. And in terms of my build and my aesthetic, people thought I was already like, technically trained, which I wasn't, Mm -hmm. I was just very flexible. And it opened up this whole world of fitness as well and and authenticity and performance in a way that I never experienced before. Uh, And so with my degree, alongside it in parallel, I was working and starting to dance like 10 hours a week and doing like my own kind of like, for free education Mm. for three and a half years. I, like, kind of, you know, my, yes, my degree was, was helped by, financed by my parents, which was amazing um, and super thankful, but I also financed my own dance degree on the side, which was when i look back i'm like wow because then from there i got opportunities to participate in flash mobs um choreograph i qualified as a zuba instructor to get mm-hmm. into that world and then i was able to start teaching and then i was in videos like you know creative projects and choreography and creating and that whole world of meeting people and like meshing together and just supporting each other was amazing
0: it's the most Um, insane feeling isn't it like i think when you when you come together as like a tribe like you know whether you're a dance group or whether you're a performance group like just to performing energy it's just insane
1: yeah and that's the thing and i and i was like oh my gosh this is this is theater this is devising theater this is devising performance movement is dance and dance is movement acting is dance like there's so much together and then Mm. fitness is also a way of performing and it really started to click that I was like, wow, this is what I wanna do as a career and I wanna take it seriously. And so I made a deal with my dad being like, if I do well in my degree, um, I wanna to go to New York. I, I, I have to, it, it's something that I need to do. And that was a pivotal moment and he was like, sure, if you do the well, um, I will help you get there because New York mm-hmm. and America is very, very hard to, you're not allowed to work as a student. So it's very, very yeah. hard financially. To make it, because um, you could maybe qualify. You could probably have a good grades. You could probably get get like you know accepted by the school. But financially, it is insane to even think about trying to like stay there for four and a half years for a degree, and pay so much money and also mm. pay for food and rent and everything else without it's, making it's sure.
0: expensive like you so, know especially when you're an international student you've got all these big dreams haven't you and then you're just with all these barriers which is so difficult know, for, for a that. lot of us
1: work through the back holes and like like loopholes of what well, if I call for this or whatever for that and so I found this and I um applied for Broadway Dance Center which was they did like a international visa program mm-hmm. um and I ended up it was supposed to be a six-month stint which turned into a year wow So super like very very thankful that my dad and my mom gave me support through that mm. because that whole year formed me like and molded me to the person that I am today. Like it is mind blowing. Like I, we did mock auditions for the director who created Chicago on stage, Broadway and the movie. Uh, We learned Hamilton choreography from the dance captain from the first dance captain on Broadway. Uh, I was tutored by Derek Mitchell who's like an insane choreographer. There were so many people at my fingertips that I was exposed to that. I was like, wow, dreams can really come true. Yeah.
0: It's the opportunities, isn't it? It's placing yourself somewhere where you're just like, people are actually seeing me like I'm able to get somewhere and
1: mind blowing.
0: Yeah. It's mind blowing.
1: So much talent. You're like, Oh wow. Okay. So I'm, you know, I'm not bad. I'm not, Oh my God. Amazing. Get me a job now, Mm. but there's drive. There's passion. There's so much creati- creativity around you. Like, there are friends doing, again, videos, concept videos that you never yeah. know who's gonna see them, who's gonna cast you. Like, there's so much opportunity. So, that really like lit a new fire and hope in me um, that then led me to that end of the year where I was like, okay, well, I can't stay in New York because of visas and being French only on passport level. Uh, so, where can I go? That, has those same opportunities as a European and I was like well London was before Brexit Uh, (laughs) so I moved to London and by the connections that I had made prior in Australia I had a friend who we actually have a friend in common Tom yeah yeah Um, he so we've known each other for like 12 years uh because we've known each other since Australia Brisbane like so through a friend they vouched for me in front of their agent and so i got signed with an agent before even moving to london started doing auditions all of this and in less than two months i got a job as a contracted dancer on a cruise ship wow And so i left london once again for my first job and that's like straight out of training in new york Mm. two months in london living on a ship going being flown to la rehearsing there for like a month and a half uh being picked up in the airport with like a limousine I was like this is insane (laughs) Uh, yeah there was a lot of things and like overall that experience was a like it taught me a lot it really also was an eye-opening I thought that was going to be my career path Mm -hmm. just dance on a cruise ship and unfortunately there was there were experiences with the CPM which was really traumatizing and uh, there was bullying and all that stuff which but the only thing that was kept me going was that I was able to perform and travel so mm. I was still being able to be creative and do my job right and that was a positive thing so I was like look now I know that I do not want to do cruise ships anymore after this contract it was amazing I got to travel but that same situation on land I can definitely deal with like yeah. there's always going to be divas there's always going to be some sort of you know, that." maybe maybe kind of friction in terms of creativity especially in the performance world mm. but you can be mature about it and professional about it if you don't live also on top of each other like if you get to go home and do your own thing and then rock yeah. up to work and it's just doing work it's fine like there is that you know and you've still got good- time
0: to like step away and do your self-care don't you whereas like yeah. it, it was the same experience where I was based at like camp you know you can't escape it you can't you're escape it yeah and that, you're literally in the zone with the same people. So you've got to try to find find a way to just keep on going, even when you're having the worst experience.
1: I mean, and that's the thing. Like when you're on a floating ship, no coffee shop that you can escape to for like two hours. Well, where no one is looking at you or high, has an eye on you. Like it's, it felt so much like I've been watched like a hawk and I can't mm. breathe. But like on top of that, like the costumes were great. I got to do a Stephen Schwartz original musical through the company which I mean is an amazing thing on its resume like you know so amazing amazing things to take off my bucket list anyways. like I got just yeah. one of the sharks because of it like it, it was amazing um uh so I'm not going to take any away from away from that so did you
0: return back to London after that
1: after the ship contract I'm going to go to London London still has opportunity it's a different world from New York but there are similarities because like there's still West End there's still some creativity it's just very very different because it's not as big of an industry in the same way as you walk around New York and you will see a famous person or run across someone like easily. You know what I mean? There's, there's, I don't know, there's so much about it, but I mean, also, like New York was just a dream of mine that like really amounted to everything that I expected. So, you know. Oh, I-
0: literally, it's it's yeah. the most insane place. My auntie lives in New York and Whoa. I've said for years and years, yeah. yeah, so I'm like, I really, really want to go and visit her. Obviously, we can't at the minute because of COVID. Yeah. Um, but uh, yeah, like it's on my bucket list and everyone that I know, like I know it's the place to get to, especially when you're into that sort of performance life as well.
1: I think it's, it's, it's this... New York is a city that you find your own city within that city. Mm, like you yeah. find you. It, I it's, I mean, especially in the sense that, I mean, this is maybe a little bit more personal rather than like you're finding your happiness. Well, it is actually as well in the sense that New York was the first city where being chatted up or being asked for your number from any type of demographic to sexuality is completely fine and natural and a day-to-day thing like being you know like oh oh my gosh like a guy at the coffee shop asked for my number which is a very heteronormative experience on a day-to-day process like I would never ask for someone's number in a coffee shop out of fear of being reprimanded whereas in New York yeah it was like, what? This is relaxed, this is chill. I mean, obviously like I was definitely around Broadway, <laughs> which is very um, a gay neighborhood, very much so. So I mean, but it's it was like, you know, it was super safe in that regard as well. It was amazing. Anyway, I digress. When I moved back to London, so my spirits were a bit low in terms of dance, but I knew that I still wanted to keep it going somehow. So I actually studied with ballet boys through their dances course. And I got a job in retail first at Topshop at Oxford Circus. I was Oh my gosh, the ground level si- stylist advisor. Um,
0: wow, check you out.
1: I know all about customer service and like I could access all the stock rooms and like basically not be a personal shopper, but kind of if they wanted me. like I had that freedom. Um, yeah. which was really great and actually a lot of fun, but it was a lot of hours for little pay even though there was a lot of benefits to it. But um, then I started, decided, I was like, okay, you know what? I'm gonna study on the weekends and find my love for dance again through a contemporary performance qualification mm-hmm. with Trinity College uh, through Ballet Boys in Kingston. And for that to be, what's it called, financially liable, I also had to go into the corporate industry to so get a nine to five job, Monday to Friday. So that Saturday, Sunday, I could do 14 hours of dance. Mm-hmm. I did that for nine months. Um, the, the, the contract, the, the education was one year, um, but I lasted nine months in corporate cybersecurity. Uh, that was a whole world. Wow. I learned a lot about myself. <laughs> do I actually wanna do a corporate world? No, I could do it for like two, three days a week, sure. As a freelancer, corporate person, sure. I love the clothes. I love sitting at a desk for a little bit, being more cerebral um, and letting my body rest, but not as a life career where this cyclical, like, oh, I'm praying for Friday to come around. I (laughs) want to celebrate each day. I want to be happy every day of my life, every day of the week. It should be different, should be nice, should be, Inspiring, and I was like, I know that dance does that for me. And then, fast forward nine months, I really low in my job, but pushing through a connection that I made in New York. Who she was originally is originally uh, English. So again, like two major things in my life. One friend vouched for me in terms of his agent, and I got signed by the agency, and that skyrocketed a career path that I wanted to get. And then another friend comes back into my life through Instagram. And I'm like, how are you doing? I miss you. Oh, I miss you too. And she's like, look, I work for this company called Move Your Frame. And I know you would be an amazing fit. It took three emails and using her name to get in the door to get an audition. But then from there, it like everything skyrocketed and Mm -hmm. I was able to start my career in fitness and in teaching. And it just made sense because looking back at everything that I had lived through, I loved performing, which is an aspect of teaching. Um, I had already taught dance fitness through my Zuma qualification way back when. And so I love the fitness aspect of breaking, you know, breaking a sweat and like, kind of like using your body to feel good. Um, And then being creative and having a, like having your day being motivating rather than just sitting down and sitting still for four or five days a week Mm. uh so it really just like light bulb moment happened uh once again being like oh my gosh like I get to perform and be me and go crazy for like three hours and then I get to be reserved and go back to my happy place and rejuvenate my energy and then do that again and I can stay healthy while I do it. Absolutely. And I can connect with people. And I'm hired to be me. Absolutely. No oh my and gosh. And that was a super validating aspect. And that was like more than three years ago now. And so like on top of that, I was like, look, I want to get qualified. I got qualified as a PT. So level two and level three. I did my pre and post nail qualification. I started my sports massage therapy qualification. I'm really wanting to do like Pilates. Like I just, it's it's a whole evolution of like appreciating my body and being able to dance to then being able mm-hmm. to bring that and have uh, as an accessible tool for other people to join in on the fun, um, to being connecting on a, an emotional, personal level with someone, to then now guiding them through PT and one-on-one training sessions. It's this whole thing yeah. where like, oh, and I'm also managing myself as a business, which I'm very happy I got a business degree because those are tools as well that help, you know? So it's
0: yeah, definitely.
1: Yeah. I mean, I just like I think talk to you for like 30 minutes straight
0: in <laughs> my life.
1: but But brings- you know
0: what? Like, I think it's amazing to even just showcase that it's not just an easy thing to just get into and just do things and you know we realize that it does take a lot of like we were talking about before like emotional intelligence it takes a lot of drive it takes a lot of passion a lot of commitment just to own your art but own you as a person and um, I did like come across a little quote that you've popped on your website and it says no matter what exercise you do you'll never forget the vibe. And that really, really connected with me because I know you're all about vibe with Vincent kind of thing. So what does that sort of, I guess, a mantra in some ways read Mm -hmm. for you?
1: Well, so um, I'm glad you mentioned it. Thank you. Uh, But it's, it's, and, and that's the thing, like that quote really applies to everything that I've done in my life because it was, it's what brings me happiness Mm -hmm. and what do I vibe with? And I have to continue on that path and that path was not linear whatsoever you're like when you look back you're like oh but when you get all those bell curves and you look at a graph and whatnot and you're like you go the ups and downs it actually does create this line and progression to get you where you were to get you to where you are and and then then some because when COVID hit I realized that uh, so many people came through through my Instagram being like, oh my gosh, I'm gonna so much your classes. Like, please let let us know if you do anything online, virtually, and I'm like, right, cool. This is amazing. This is incredibly humbling to have people wanting to to still connect with me. Mm
0: -hmm. That I'm like,
1: okay, so they want me, not in an ego way, but I'm like, okay, so they don't care about what we do together. They just want that, vibe that I make them laugh. I make them smile throughout class. And I feel like that's something I've been cultivating in the sense that regardless of what I'm teaching, I need to have fun doing it because then they will have fun Mm -hmm. and then they will appreciate it because it's, it's a laugh. Yes. We are going to pay attention. We're going to be safe. We're going to work hard. We're going to get that burn or whatever you're coming into class to get, but I want you to feel good about it. I want you to laugh it off if it's not successful or laugh and enjoy it to not take yourself seriously when you see yourself in the mirror to just, you know, focus on the internal feeling because the external Mm. will get to what you ever wanted to get in time. Like that's always something that you can take off your list if you ever wanted to, but the internal is so much harder to get if we're focusing on the outside in.
0: Mm. And I've seen you teaching as well. Like, honestly, I think you wear the biggest smile on your face because you can see that it's your passion and you love doing what you're doing. And, you know, you love vibing with everyone and you see everyone moving. And even if, you know, someone is just moving at their own pace, like you still like kind of like really motivate them, really encourage them. And I think that's what really builds on your characteristic why people vibe with you like you said it's that feeling it's what you make them feel and you want them to take away honor your body trust yourself be yeah
1: human. exactly and then whatever your body's doing right then and there is amazing it's, yeah. it's it's already amazing and there's i mean it's it's i think what's interesting is because since i was trained and i did a lot of dance classes and dances like yes people need to have a a, a facility in their body to maybe accent like accent or get to do the movement well or um, safe, but Mm. the energy or the emotion comes from inside, comes from within. So even how amazing technically you can be or flipping on your head or whatever, if you're not emoting anything, it's not gonna be read by the audience. And that's the same way in terms of if you're not emoting happiness or self-worth, or I'm happy with what I'm doing right now and I'm okay and I accept what I'm doing is badass, even if it's going on your knees and going on your elbows and holding that plank or moving through it and going like breathing, you know, taking your time, then it's never going to be a positive experience. Yeah, And you want it to be a positive experience because you want to celebrate that you have an able working body. Yeah. At the end of the day, like you were able to walk, you were able to breathe, you were able to sweat, you were able to move, and that's something that some people can't. So, mm-hmm. and then there's the beauty of like adding the psychology behind it of like, wow, I can elevate my body in that experience by inducing these thoughts of, of power and empowerment and feeling that vibe come to life from within, and then all of a sudden, it's like, oh wow. I'm dancing better, or I'm performing better, or my plank feels stronger, because you are self-affirming, right? It's, 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 it's a mm. definitely like a symbiotic relationship between your head and your, like, mind and body connection, which is, I know, has been like, it's thrown a lot out there, and I try to deviate from it because it's been used so much that I want to be like, this is a psycho- psychological aspect, and- yeah thinking of joy, thinking of badassery, thinking of self-confidence, and also like the fake till you make it kind of thing. If yeah. you think you are a badass, or like uh, like you said, a smile, because obviously we all have those months where we're super tired, but we have to teach. And you're yeah. like, cool. or you have a really, really shitty day and you've got two minutes before class to get in the zone. And, or even during class, sometimes like your brain goes into automatic and you think about something that's stressing you out. And you're like oh no and then people are looking at you and you're like you know what I smile as a way to remind myself to be happy absolutely within the mirror as well because like yeah. a lot of my job uses a mirror um, or like in a studio though so I use that in a positive way because also seeing yourself in a reflection and a mirror is a whole different context and a whole spark of insecurities (laughs) and negative things that you want to make that into a positive thing. So there's this research, like, you know, like there's research behind um, doing like a power pose where you're like in a star position and for at least a minute and all of a sudden you feel more confident. So smiling at yourself, you will like forcing a smile and looking at yourself in the mirror turns into a real smile because your brain interprets those muscle actions into Mm -hmm. happiness and so then you will be happy like there's so it's like that kind of like um it's a positive feedback situation
0: it's like i always say However, you're feeling the night before. Say, for example, like I I told you, um, I was feeling quite, quite down last night and going into bed, I just couldn't sleep. I barely slept, probably got about four hours, and I had to get up. I had to teach this morning at 7 a.m. But on those days, I've just got to sit in my bed, smile to myself for even a minute. And I'm just like, Fizz, you're okay. Just keep smiling, breathe, it's okay. And like after that minute, I'm like, okay, I'm okay let's let's go and you you do have to do that and I think it comes back down to like we were talking about as well our jobs aren't the easiest jobs in terms of we are working day and night we haven't got like you know office hours we have got like flexible hours whether we're not teaching we are looking at our admin staff we're looking for other opportunities We're always working. And I think that's the freelance sort of like mechanics in the brain because you have to find your own work. You've got to find your own, own passion, own love and just keep going because that's the hardest thing sometimes.
1: It's the hardest thing. And it's also, it's, you've got to keep on questioning what makes me happy. Yeah. What makes me feel valued in terms of bringing value to other, like I, like you're saying that smile also, when you don't have energy or when, or when, you know, it's really hard to push through a class, but you see someone taking class smile, mm. it's, it's like, it's the best thing in the, in the world. Like it, it's, it, a, game
0: changer. it's like, a game changer. And yeah. that, that's what I,
1: was like. I was like, my job is to make people smile. That's for me, that is my job description. You will get a burn. You will get a sweat. You will yeah. get a stretch. You will get whatever you wanted out of the class that you've booked into doing with me. Yes, fine, of course, because that's a guarantee. You literally clicked on the title dance cardio or, you know, like you've booked to an ass and abs class. Mm-hmm. Well, you know, it's going to be a no brainer that your booty and your abdominals will burn. That, and that's why it came to that kind of like, what, no matter what exercise you'll do, the most important thing is the vibe because the experience that you have in that class is what matters mm-hmm. most. As soon as you move your body, it's gonna be good for you more often than not. Depends on the intensity that you move your body from one day to the next, of course, and that's why there are so many different versions of fitness or or modes of fitness or levels of fitness and and also um, different aspects from like yoga to like animal flow, to body art. Like those are like specific things to Pilates, reformer, to mat, to, you know, dance cardio, to hit, to weight, to Olympic lifting, CrossFit. Like there's so many different aspects to move your body and the most beautiful thing would be to experience all of it, if you can, because mm. any type of movement will bring you joy or bring you a certain level of confidence and expression that you haven't experienced before.
0: What would your tips for moving with joy be? Because I I know we can say, okay, movement is really good for you. I know at first you don't want to do it, but then you really love it, but maybe you don't love it, but you still got to feel like you've got to do it. What is... Your biggest sort of like takeaway how how can people find movement through the joy
1: so I think what I what I try to circle back to for myself um is that I'm able to feel my body through the exercise meaning that I'm getting to express my body or open up my body or feel strong in my body so whether that means feeling the pump to feeling a stretch and being like, I've like de-stressed the knots. So I think I bring it back to a very physical sense of the word mm. um, to be like, wow, I, I was able to do that. And I was able to experience it physically because that is an amazing aspect as well as um, something that really helps keep me happy is also music. So in an exercise, or a class, I love to take a class that has a good soundtrack um, yeah. or a soundtrack that I vibe to, which is, you know, the key word um, in my, in my <laughs> world. Uh, but it's true, like, and I mean, I'm, I'm very bubblegum pop top 40s. I'm very easy in terms of like getting me going with like a nice beat and some good lyrics, being like, yeah, mm, mm, like it feels good. <laughs> uh, but those are the two elements, like being able to focus and be like, remind me that, remind myself that, okay, cool. I'm able to do this or I'm going to try to do this. I'm experiencing something physically. So it's like grounding me into the present moment of that class of that exercise. Then it's the group environment of a positive atmosphere. So being like, it's motivating in a, for example, a CrossFit class that everyone is in their own zone and they're not looking at you or judging you. They're just there to do this exact same thing you came there to do. Yeah. Same thing for dance cardio or something where it's like, everyone's looking in the mirror in the same direction. So everyone has a technically an eye on someone else, but I like to remind them. It's like, like, trust me, no one else is looking at you except for yourself. Absolutely. And if someone else is looking at you, I'm looking at you with love. Yeah. But love you, so it's about also reminding yourself that everyone else in the, in the room is rooting for you the same way that you would be rooting for them. mm um so that's another one that I try to use is like it's not it's not that deep sometimes it's not that deep it's everyone's there like regardless of like also when I first started teaching I always thought that people did not like my classes during exercises people's faces and expressions same with yoga yeah yeah and you're like oh no wow didn't expect that from you but Thank you. Like, so it's, it's like, you know, you've got to take it with a grain of salt and also like be like, kind of push your, push your ego away. A way to do that is be like, okay, check my body physically. Like, does it feel good what I'm doing? Oh, or can I do that to make it feel good? So like, you know, like, oh, elbows is going to make me feel way more secure during the plank. Awesome. There, you know, like there are little things like, and ask, always ask as well. If I knew that someone else was feeling self-conscious, I would like physically say I'm rooting for you. Mm. So why not do that for yourself, right? In the class. Cause that's definitely something that's happening. And that's definitely like, you know, like the internal, like, oh my God, I'm not hitting the pose or I'm wobbly in my warrior three or whatever, whereas someone else is like super strong. Like it's, It's that comparison thing that you should take away because it's not about that. I
0: think, you know, it does all come into all those different elements. But in terms of like what you've said, like obviously with what's gone on this past year, I bet like you've probably been feeling exactly the same. You vibe of other people, right? The energy you give to others. And it's very, very hard to find that through a little Zoom room, right? From our little screen. And I love what you said about, you know, my job is to make others happy. And I think that's exactly why we keep showing up online now. Like it's such a weird world to be in, but we do show up because we want other people to be happy and smile, right? Yeah. And so in terms of like what the past year has taught you, what do you think the past year has kind of taught you and like how you've been able to progress your vibe, how you've been able to nurture yourself and take care of yourself? Like what, what has all that looked for you?
1: it's it's been a very interesting road um for this past year um it's vibe with vincent came to be through this year so that i mean through 2020 so that is an amazing aspect and growth personally um that i'm happy happened it just came to be without me trying but i was like oh my gosh like I I was talking to a friend of mine who's like kind of a mentor as well. And he's like, Vincent, you have a business. Mm -hmm. I was like, what? Like I do like, it was this like, yeah, you have a brand. You just Mm -hmm. gotta like pinpoint why you're doing this and like what the encompassing thing is. And it's vibe with Vincent. Like that's what I love to do is I connect with people. And that's my objective. My objective is to make someone feel good. Uh, regardless of what's happening um, in terms of the class. so I
0: feel exactly the same with like, find your fears, like in terms of like, you know, you show up to find a little bit about you. Hopefully you find your fears by the end of class kind of thing.
1: Yeah, exactly. And that's the thing. Like, and I think something that has clicked this year is that I'm a facilitator. We are facilitators for people to discover more about themselves in a positive way. Mm. Um, And that's incredibly empowering and then the biggest things that I've learned is that you also need like I'm a positive person to the core mm. for sure I'm very much an optimistic naive to a point to like hopeless romantic all of those wrapped into one um so I am also very over dramatic and <laughs> So when things get too much, like I don't watch the news much. I mean, my family lets me know anyways, but, um, or my friends, but things that really will stress me out or impact me negatively. I try to lessen my intake as well as not beating myself up when Mm -hmm. all I need or all I'm going to do today is watch Netflix and, that's okay I mean I actually really really love consuming media in that regard like I love binge watching series and I because like there's like my little like actor brain that goes into it and performs over like being like I wonder how they filmed that or you know like (laughs) really really like I I love watching that kind of stuff anyways
0: and you connect with so much don't you like I think people forget that if you didn't sit and watch a series or something you wouldn't be able to learn half of the things that you've learned in your own mind because we learn from watching things we learn from taking and consuming in a binge watch of a Netflix series you take so much in from certain bits of information
1: exactly and then also I write like a a weekly blog to my newsletter of of contacts as well and through that I've been able to express like my thoughts on things and feelings and like you know little tips and tricks of like how to stay motivated because I've gone through it myself and as a fitness professional during 2020 and now as well, with like the Instagram lives, it's really hard as well not to compare yourself. Mm. And so that was also a learning process of being like, no, 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 you know what? I don't have to post on Instagram every day, I don't have to be present all the time. I need to fuel my body and my soul and my happiness for myself, and I don't have to show that off all the time. Mm. You know, like it's about staying authentic and keeping that connection with a few people and having a support system that you can crumble with. Being able to contact your friends and family and being like, I am feeling completely depleted. And I feel like shit and I feel like I'm worthless and everything else because we all grew up, go through those. And I'm like, I don't know why someone would walk, want to come to my class. Like there are all these doubts and we all yeah. have those like, devil's advocate.
0: And I think it's a good reminder that we're all human, right? The amount of times I break down, especially over the past year, like... More so than ever before. But, you know, we realize that we're actually human. Like, do we're both like positive carriers of this energy and this vibe that we want to constantly give out. And, of course, like we do, but it comes with the element of sometimes we do lose a little bit of that for ourselves. And we've got a channel yeah we've got to channel that inner light we've got to try to like find it again maybe it's dimmed a little bit but it's constantly trying to see taking ourselves away from the situation like you said if instagram doesn't make you feel like you want to be present on it fine like absolutely it's we didn't ask for it to be part of our job description did we um i think as instructors or anyone that comes into the performing sort of fitness yoga whatever world That's not something you sign up for on day that you do your teacher trainings or your instructing courses. Yeah,
1: it's true. Yeah. And the thing that it's something about 2020 was that how do you stay authentic whilst also getting your business out there? Because you Mm. realize that you are a brand, like you yourself is a brand. And then people will buy into that brand, but but that brand needs to stay true to you because the brand is you. So it's, it's that kind of like catch 22, like, how do I continue this in an upward motion, but Mm -hmm. without taking away the humanity and the starting point of who they are as a person, as the instructor themselves, right? That was a big one. And stepping away from those kind of triggers, like social media is a, is a trigger in a, in a positive way and also Mm -hmm. a negative way. Like it can, you know, like, scrolling through Instagram is just such an unhealthy thing most of the time you start to compare
0: I now go with the purpose of what am I going on Instagram for what is it that I'm looking for okay great have I found that information great let's let's switch off and of course like a big part of our thing is networking and you know you've got to set yourself a purpose don't you like with anything with movement with vibing with anything that like, you've got to have that purpose of why you're doing something and that that hopefully will help you to release away from those negative thoughts.
1: Yeah. And then what also kept me going is that I, I'm still able to connect with clients through one-on-one and mm-hmm. those are amazing because there's this, you know, you get to know them more personally and it's like your social time at the same time, like you get to make them smile and laugh and you can get to see them progress and you get to see that you're still part of someone's life and influencing them for the positive and for the better during a time and I mean this is also like and I'm sure like you have had it as well it's those those messages of people reaching out and being like thank you so much you've helped me through quarantine you've helped me through 2020 and that's it's the we don't realize well we don't come into the job knowing how much you will impact someone Mm. but when you realize that you're like wow this is like not the cherry on top it's the whole freaking cake yeah and which is like with a lot of responsibility comes you know a lot of insecurity and and like holy crap people are relying on me but it's a positive thing so yeah. find that balance it's all about balance it's all about being like cool i'm going to be super super productive and send out those energy positive energies when I'm feeling super positive and then when I'm not, it's okay. Yeah. However, yeah. And, but, and also the biggest thing that I've learned in 2020 is that that source of happiness and self-worth has to come from you as much as it can. Um, Mm -hmm. You can't, it's not that you can't rely on anybody else. You can, um, and you can lean on them, but at the end of the day, you have to stand up for yourself Mm -hmm. and, That's a really hard lesson to do. And to, and it's, I think it's a constant battle and experimentation and seeing like, Oh, do I stand up here? Do I not, do I sit down right now? Like, you know, like there's a lot to, to encompass in this because again, the brand that you're selling or that you, that you've, you know, come to create is you. So that means that you need to have your own boundaries and also have Um, your own kind of protectedness to stay happy and to not be affected by something that is out of your control or that, you know, someone else gets rewarded for that you don't even get acknowledged about. Um, Yeah,
0: especially like, I think, you know like like you said to keep uh, holding our own selves accountable we've got to like keep giving ourselves as much as we give to others but also like you just said like those messages honestly mean the world to us like you, you get some feedback and if it's positive it just reminds you why you're doing what you're doing because yeah. you know sometimes it's easy to forget that when you're on your own and you know you're just kind of aka me in my duvet cave and like hoping someone listens to this <laughs> like you know you are you do just want that one message that's like yeah I'm listening yeah I'm vibing with you yeah like I get that and I think those those interactions are so important but I just wanted to like quickly sum this section up because we could talk forever I know we can I know I'm so sorry <laughs> no, no no don't apologize in terms of obviously we're, we're looking at how within your 20s like we're both in our 20s and trying to find that fizz that thing that is is us makes us or you know is the thing that we want to do what has your biggest learnings of your 20s been and what tips would you give to others trying to figure out what they want to do with life
1: i think the biggest thing looking back especially with like what led to my 20s and what i did through my 20s and still am because you know still turning 28 soon so you know (laughs) it's not over yet uh and it won't ever be over um but um it's about trying going for it and it's not it's never ever going to be a linear path the job you think is your end goal won't be mm. it's it's about having resilience and being being open to new things and also don't ever burn bridges create and cultivate meaningful relationships even if that's a 5 minute conversation with someone genuine that hopefully you'll cross paths with later on in your life. You never know what that relationship and connection will reap in the future to like, oh my God, yeah, I remember this person. They said such an amazing point. Let's talk about it and like, let's see where there's, this person's at. They're like, oh, well guess what? Like i got a job for you. Or, you know, like there's, there's so much about creating a network that's positive, that's super important. Um, Mm -hmm. in any type of field don't be afraid to fail and also do not compare yourself don't compare I mean like it's it's like staple ones but I think the biggest one for me was always learn or always be a student what I've realized is that I'm always learning I'm always putting myself in a position where I am being taught something by someone Mm -hmm. so either like I'm actually doing a course or I am starting a new skill because the more you experience yourself in, in, in a multifaceted way you the more you learn how what kind of learner you are and what kind of worker you are you know like there's so much about it that can, mm. transcends all industries
0: I always say like if you ever feel stuck start something new like reevaluate and then sort of like pick up a new skill, pick up a new thing, and just just try it out. Like the only way that you know it's if it's going to be your thing or not is by trying. So like whether that is going and attending one of your dance classes or you know going and doing like a HIIT workout or or yoga, it's all yeah, about and trying. Like
1: also, like I what I what I really I think want to accent on is that what I've always believed is that whatever I'm doing and whatever I have done does add up to this progression of career. So mm-hmm. even if you like have to be crap, I have to be a barista right now. And not saying that baristas are not like, I mean, I would love to be a barista. I would <laughs> love to learn how to make coffee. Like, I think that would be awesome, but like, yeah. Okay. You know what I might like the fitness industry is closed, but I know a coffee shop is looking for a barista to train, to do takeaway coffee during COVID. I can do this. No job is low or high enough for you. And also any skill that you learn is transferable. You are valid to do anything and anybody else's as well. And what's exciting and what I've always been excited about is that I know that anything that I've done will amount to this cumulation of this like puzzle piece of different jobs into this one big thing. I don't know what that is yet, Mind. I really don't, <laughs> but I'm so excited to see where my life will be. Like, it's super scary. Like being for a freelancer during COVID yeah. and being a freelancer in day-to-day life in terms of like, you know, applying for a mortgage is super hard. Even like moving to get rent to, you know, like pay to like monthly paychecks to fluctuation, everything. It's super hard to be creative and follow your passion because it's not rewarded in society. That's what's really, really tough is that being corporate is safe and there's nothing wrong about yeah. it, but it's just so much harder when you're following a passion that isn't rewarded by society, but that doesn't mean that you should not do it. You can also find a way being like, you know what? I am going to get a corporate job, but I will do this course. That is a flexi time course. I only have to do this course one day a week and that will fuel my passion for now. And then I can like build, build my building blocks. Like I think, There's something about using the system to help you and, and being smart about it. Like, let's be honest, like at a point, being an instructor when you're a freelancer is a a bargain, uh, a gamble more so. Um, And with COVID, it's taught us that it's not easy and it's not assured and you are dispensable and they can say bye-bye to you and you can lose your job in 24 hours because That's what happened to me uh, and to us. Mm. So we know that this is not safe. Yeah. However, we also know that the value to it is priceless.
0: Mm. And I think that's exactly it, isn't it? You don't want to take yourself away from it because you've learned how much it gives you.
1: But Um, be prepared to work the system for your benefit. And, and having, being versatile and being like, I really don't like the jack of all trades, master of none. I really don't like that concept because I'm like, no, 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 no. Like you don't know how hard it is to be a jack of all trades yeah. and being able to combine multiple things into a process that you may be too close-minded to think that is a profession. I can make and create a job.
0: Absolutely.
1: And that's what I think, people should realize is that it's like, no, 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 you can make your own career. You do not have to go move from one box, school to yeah. university to job. No, 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 yeah. you can make your own. And it doesn't have to be a box. It could be a freaking triangle. Like, you know, it. you make up a new shape if you want, but like, <laughs> but, but that's the thing, like that's the most inspiring thing. And I think a lot of like the generational gap now is that, you know, people do like a switch of careers. People uh, do take a gap year. People, you know, people are realizing that this monotonous staying in a company for 15, 40 years, 20 years, finishing their life with this, with this company is not a reality anymore. It's Mm. not something that we are like actually driven to do. It's too, it's too monotonous. It's too, boring in a way um, unless there's career progressions and like maybe the job is constantly evolving and whatnot I mean absolutely but you yeah you want to be able to evolve and be adaptable and be creative in any way shape or form it doesn't have to be in a creative industry at all
0: Mm, I love that and I think that's such a great way to sum off the point for this section (laughs) of our show like thank you so much Vincent for all that I think you've you've really shared some really insightful like little nuggets of information and yeah just to realize that the journey isn't linear or you know you you have to you can be the jack of all trades like I think it's so good to realize that if you are like very excitable like we are we want to do lots of different things it does make you feel like oh my gosh I haven't got one specific thing I, I do lots of things and that's okay like yes. that is totally cool so yes. what I wanted to head into was a little Quick fire round of happiness questions. Are you ready Ooh, for it?
1: Let's do this.
0: So, the first one is What's made you happy today?
1: This conversation. I know it sounds so cheesy, but it's honestly <laughs> like I love connecting and talking about everything that is life yeah very happy
0: oh I love it and I think it was also it makes us realize how we are so connected yes even more so with the ways that we think and the way that we thought and all it takes is a conversation and that is amazing
1: that's so true
0: thank you for being here um so next one is who inspires your happiness or your fizz for life
1: to be honest a lot of colleagues do um and it's my friends my people that i know so you included but it's people that follow their truth and also communicate that it's not easy like people that that don't bullshit okay. like the no okay you know what you know who inspires me people that have like this no bullshit kind of way of life that is the most inspirational thing that i love and i'm a drawn to the people for friendships like a no bullshit person is who i want by my side yeah. Those are that. inspirational because they tell you like it is. They will be honest. They will be true. They will be loyal. And those kind of people motivate you.
0: Absolutely. I, f- I feel you with that. I think sometimes yeah. you do need those no bullshit people in your life just to get you back on that path sometimes when you feel like, oh. Ah. Well,
1: no bullshit doesn't mean like they'll be mean. It's, no. No bullshit is just like, yeah, like that was great. That needs some work. Oh, but you're so good at this. Why, why aren't you doing that? Like it's, it's literally that. It's that person that you can really bound off of. Those people are just, yeah.
0: Yeah. Oh, amazing. Definitely agree. So next one is, what are your top three tips for someone on the search for happiness or positivity?
1: Okay. Um, I think number one, write down everything that you like and passionate about. Doesn't mean you're good at it. Doesn't mean that you've tried it before, but write those down and then figure out how to incorporate that into your life somehow. So that's like step one and step two. Um, and then step three is about attempting it, yeah? Um, or connecting with someone who might provide that, mm. that you can't do yourself. I think those, those three approaches helps you to get to something that you can you know, really do. Or step three could be finding a way to learn that skill. Yeah. Love that. Um, I think those are, yeah, I think always being a student and then knowing what your passions are in life is very important.
0: Definitely. That always gives your flame a little light, doesn't it? (laughs) So I love that. Next one is, what would you do to make someone happy?
1: Right now, I think the best thing is to call, but to video call. Mm. Um, There's something about just seeing someone's face Mm. (laughs) and being able to talk to them especially since I live alone right now, that I think just makes that person happy and also makes me happy. And it's a vice versa, like, you know, like, it's that genuine relationship being like, oh, my God, they wanted to call me and they wanted to see me and spend time. That's what I would love to do. Yeah,
0: Yeah, it's giving someone your time and energy, isn't it? Like, I think we always say time is the best gift you can give anyone. So if you can face up and actually speak to someone directly, give your give your time and actually face a person it's going to really make someone stay happy like this conversation has definitely made me super happy so I'm I'm so grateful for that the next one is I want you to set a happiness challenge for our listeners so something called the find your fears happiness challenge so it's a challenge for the week where you share an activity that makes you happy or you want someone else to try it what would it be go
1: okay so <laughs> actually I've um, I thought about this and actually it, it pops into my head really well. So any mundane thing that you do, like cooking, cleaning, the the Hoover, or, you know, like running a bath for yourself, I want you to create a playlist or play that song that gets you going and dance through it. I just, I just want you to dance, sing, belt it, get jiggy with it, play that song that gets you in the jam, in the mood, whatever mood you want that to be. Through your mundane task, because Definitely. we, <laughs> being at home right now, there's a lot of things that we do. We clean, we cook, you know, like those are things <laughs> that we do as humans, but like make it fun. Make it fun with a music inspired dance or activity. Does that make sense? So, like, yeah. infuse something that you vibe with, which is probably something that we already do, but like dance it out whilst you do it.
0: You know how much I love dancing. I get my in my unicorn costume. I'm like, yeah.
1: I mean, honestly, you have the best outfits. <laughs> I love it.
0: My costume box uh, is great. OK, <laughs> the last one is what does finding your fizz mean to you?
1: I think it's finding your spark. And those it's like I don't know why I'm drawn to this visual, but you know, the Katy Perry firework video. Yes,
0: it's, I like, love that.
1: Oh, it was It's like, honestly, I felt goosebumps and I cried when I first watched it. Um, I was like 15. Uh, yeah, you're welcome. Um, but that it's it's kind of like that where it's, it's find your own kind of firework and those moments where that experience comes out. So it's like, it could be a mode of pure joy to something super scary that you're attempting and makes you nervous, and all of a sudden you've done it. You're like, "Holy crap! I just did that!" Mm. Um, uh, yeah. So that's what it means. I think finding your fizz is like letting that. your your soul explode, full of glitter, happiness, firework, whatever you need.
0: I think everyone needs to go onto YouTube, type in Katy Perry, fireworks, and watch the video all over again this week as well, <laughs> because that will definitely spark that motivation and that. hundred uh, percent. It will get you moving as well. So you've got to let us know if you if you do that.
1: <laughs> I mean, I mean, it's like find your fizz challenge wrapped into one, y'all. This yes. is it. <laughs> <laughs>
0: Become a firework.
1: Become <laughs> a firework. That's don't
0: actually put yourself on the firework.
1: Please. No, no. <laughs> <laughs>
0: like, I know people sometimes might take that. As a...
1: Don't do it literally. It's all oh, of don't... that
0: before... <laughs> Yeah definitely oh vincent thank <laughs> you so much honestly it's been like one of the best conversations like where can people find you
1: yeah okay so there's my instagram there's my website so my instagram is v uh my website is bywithvincent.com. and yeah so you can find me as like personal classes that's what i'm focusing on right now is all the one-to-ones then also i do corporate classes so if you ever wanted to like you know bring your team on i've done with like google I've done with Boston Consulting Group. I've done with like specific stretch classes Did like dance cardio themed, mm. 80s, 90s, all that thing. And I've also done group birthday classes as well. So if you wanna book me for your private event mm. or a corporate event or just a one-on-one happy chat, working out, sweat, stretch session, um, <laughs> you can. Um, yeah, I do. And I take pride, as I said, in making someone smile and laugh in whatever class I teach um i am a, hopefully a funny person for you to listen to um and yeah so uh v maru is on instagram and vibe with vincent.com
0: oh that was brilliant thank <laughs> you so much i definitely felt like it was like a vincent maru's like youtube channel <laughs> ending <I mean>, that.
1: <laughs> i mean hey i i like you know like when you're like a kid and you're like oh my god should i do a YouTube channel and i'm like no no no, no. <laughs> but I, I would i would have been you know
0: yeah i definitely could see you as a little youtuber oh who knows
1: knows? maybe this is that i needed this
0: This is the fizz you needed to set up that (laughs) but oh thank you so much it was such a joy
1: it was such an amazing experience
0: make him go oh 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 vincent thank you so much for coming on to the show oh Honestly, you've filled my heart with so much joy. Honestly, Vincent, can I just have you as my daily life motivator, please? I think everyone needs a Vincent Marouz in their life (laughs) for you. And I cannot wait for the day when we can all get back into our places of work and just have that two-minute corridor conversation, which honestly are the best conversations, right? And. I think they are the conversations that keep us going especially if you would normally bump into a colleague or you know if you're a freelancer like it's just nice to speak to another human that we don't often get the opportunity to because yeah you don't really get to speak to your students and have a real conversation often when we're in studios so I guess that's the perks of online where you guys can connect to your instructors and you know really share the vibe that we hope we're giving you <laughs> so yeah oh, thank you Vincent I'm also really excited for this week's happiness challenge which as Vincent describes doing any mundane task to music and just vibing with it moving your body dancing you know dancing in the kitchen to fireworks oh I can already see myself doing it and I cannot wait to see you guys sharing your videos with us on social medias if you would like to just tag us in we'd honestly love to see them if you'd like to find out more about me i'm at happy on instagram come give me a little follow and also you can contact me via my website happyheartflow.co.uk or happyheartflow at gmail.com I would love to hear from you. Subscribe to my newsletter for any upcoming Find Your Fizz news, and please do head to your podcasting platform. Follow and subscribe so you don't miss another episode of Find Your Fizz. And whilst you're there, please do take a moment to just rate and review this podcast. It honestly means so much, because that is what just gives me that boost and makes me realize why I put so much hard work into these episodes because they're for you guys and I really do hope you're enjoying them. And any five-star review that I get will bump me up that list so more people can hear about Find Your Fizz. Well, thank you so much once again for listening into this week's show. Have a fantastic start to February. I can't believe it. It is February, guys. We've got over January. Let's keep that vibe going and keep this tribe strong. I'll see you next time. Lots of love, Fizz.